Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodist in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. everybody. Welcome back to FMC Radio. Obviously, I am not the pastor's daughter that is referenced to in our title today, Life as a Pastor's Daughter. If you saw the title of this episode, later on we'll be speaking to Alexa Carney, and it's something unique today. Um, I like to give a voice to you know women, men, um, and we've done that here. We've given voice to local pastors. We've given a voice to the bishops. But today we're going to do something a little bit different because we're going to give a voice to a 15-year-old um, and her name is Alexa Carney. She's from Manaka, Pennsylvania. And just a little talk that we had about the ups and downs of being a pastor's daughter and some of the things that she's looking forward to, uh, being a missionary. And so we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but first and foremost, I wanted to do two things, two quick segments for you. The first would be a recommendation Monday. And uh, this is just something that is kind of um, not as specific as in the past. In the past, I've been very specific to say, read this book or watch this movie type stuff. But today, I want to be a little bit more, um, I can give you a few suggestions, but this one is not as specific. Um, I want to I suggest that you guys, if you have the chance out there, um, those who are listening, to attend a Christian music festival, even if it's just a day this summer. You've already missed out on a few, um, but I would very highly recommend to you that you check out a Christian music festival this summer um, for a few reasons. And the first is, I was just able to come back. I, I spent one day this year at Creation Northeast, and that is held in Mount Union, Pennsylvania. So if you're over in that area, um, there are many, many different uh, groups of people that come from different states and cross-denominational lines, of course, that come to this Creation Festival. In fact, Creation Northeast is the um, the America's largest, I don't know about the world's largest, but it's certainly America's largest Christian music festival, um, upwards of 50,000 to 80,000 people every single year come to this thing. And uh, when I was there, we were able to hear uh, many different bands, but some of the headliners that night included Reliant K, um, and we did hear for King Country. Um, and so one thing that you, you kind of get the idea when you go to one of these things, you're not looking for any specific genre. You're not saying, well, I'm going to a rock show or I'm going to hear a country show. You're going to hear all sorts of bands represented and some you're going to like, some you're really going to love and, and others you're going to say, yeah, I don't really get into that kind of music. But that's kind of the amazing part about going to one of these uh, music festivals that are held all throughout the nation, all throughout the summer, um, going and hearing these different genres and you know just showing up at some bands that you say ah, I don't know about this and I'm gonna check them out and you may find some of your your favorite bands over the years that's what's happened to me is I found out um, some of these bands that I had never even heard of before I go to one of their shows and now have become some of my favorite bands some of the bands that I've you know bought albums from or listened to um, and again all genres are represented there is R&B there is hip-hop there is rock there is country there is gospel you know anything that you're thinking of uh, those kinds of 
of, of musicians are, are represented at these kinds of music festivals. So if you get the chance, my recommendation is that you check out one of them. Now, if you're on the East Coast, if you're in the Ohio area, a live festival is coming up this month, July 19th through the 22nd. Uh, they got all sorts of big names going to be there, uh, Christian artists that you would know of, um, such as Toby Mac uh, for King & Country, all sorts of other bands that even by hearing those names, some of you may say, oh, I don't really know those names, those artists. But if you ever listen to K-Love, you're going to know the bands that are, at least some of the bands that are going to be playing at these types of events. Um, and again, it doesn't just cover those K-Love bands. There's also bands that wouldn't be played on K-Love because maybe they're, you're, you know, too, too uh, hard rock or whatever. But uh, the thing that unifies all this is the Christian message that all these genres are putting together. So Live Fest is coming up. If you're out on the uh, western coast, there is a Creation Northwest, a little bit smaller, and it's only three days. But uh, in Kennewick, um, Washington, you can go and that is coming up even sooner than Alive, July 13th through the 15th. But I would go online and just do a Google search and see what's near you. See if there is a uh, any Christian music festivals coming up soon because it's a great chance for you um, to just check these things out. But if also if you have kids or grandkids, a lot of these festivals, for example, a live festival coming up, 10 and under, ages 10 and under are completely free. And so you think, wow, okay, I could bring, you know, my nine-year-old, 10-year-old, we're going to go, you know, to, to some of these things. And it's going to be not necessarily super expensive either for them to be exposed to these kinds of Christian music, Christian speakers, messages, and really that sense of community that you get. So again, I just want to recommend that you to, to you this summer, if you get the chance, definitely check it out. Attend one of these live events, um, and I, I think that you'll find um, some, not just some, but a lot of meaning in one of these things. Breaking news. Breaking news for you today, FMYC seems to have been an amazing uh, event. I'm sure we will be hearing some amazing things from Jeff Finley from The Light and Life was there uh, on site reporting and there's going to be some stuff coming from him, I know, um, but also just hearing from some of the kids that were able to attend and some of the leaders and some of the things that God did there in Colorado this year, it's pretty exciting. Um, in a similar note, uh, related to FMYC, if you go to uh, either the FMC Facebook page or if you look in the show notes today, I will post a link to a video that the bishops made with a guy who, uh, with, with some of the some of the FMYC leadership, and it's a pretty hilarious video. Um, it's kind of one of those uh, things that. Um I don't know if they had it planned for a long time or if it was put together at the last minute. I don't know the details behind the video, but ultimately kind of what you'll see there is a, a setup for the video that this guy who's working for FMYC has to drive the, all three bishops back to the airport. And uh, in the meantime, he decides he's going to turn on the radio because he, he's kind of an awkward, he's like, I'm not sure what to say in front of the bishops. I'm kind of kind of weirded out. <laughs> so he sits there and he turns on this song and all the bishops start lip syncing to the song and they're dancing in the car. So you don't want 
want to miss this video. Um, you'll probably want to watch it a few times and, and you'll definitely want to check it out. So check in today's show notes uh, for this, this lip-syncing bishop video or uh, if, if you're already on the FMC page um, and you're looking at it, you know, go ahead and, and look down their posts as well. They've posted the video. So it's, a, it's an amazingly uh, funny video for you to check out. And again, uh, on a more serious topic, uh, we will be very excited in the coming weeks to hear some of the stuff that's been coming out of FMYC. And I'm sure we'll report on that here as well on FMC Radio. Um, in other breaking news, um, just a, just an exciting um, report, again, coming to us from Jeff Finley uh, of Light and Life magazine, but he's not he's reporting on something that's happening in the Acts 1224 conference. And uh, I had to look up for myself exactly what Acts 1224 um, covers, what that you know what that area represents because it doesn't really give us a good good in the name we don't really know right i mean i'm from the ohio conference and it's like oh okay well that's ohio or the pittsburgh conference is where i came from well okay pittsburgh pennsylvania but when we say acts 1224 we say well what what the heck does that include i mean that uh, doesn't give us much of an idea right and it really includes quite a bit Acts 12.24 includes northern New England, Connecticut, the Boston Metro, eastern New York, New Jersey, um, and Metro New York, eastern Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and the African churches. So it really includes quite a bit. Um, but a second question that you're probably wondering, Acts 12.24, well, what does Acts 12.24 say? Well, in that verse, it talks about the word of God continuing to spread and flourish. And Jeff Finley, in his recent article for Light and Life magazine, was able to point out that this is exactly what the Acts 12.24 churches are doing. And they're springing up and they're, they're spreading. They, these churches are spreading all over the place. The superintendent um, preached at this year's annual conference on the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, he's, and you know, the Holy Spirit is obviously working in this Acts 12.24 um group of churches, this conference right now, because they're not only spreading, you know, in traditional ways, but they're spreading, especially through refugees, and they're spreading through other cultural groups. And so an example of this um, would be uh, that there is a church called the Free Methodist Telugu Church, and this is... Um, in uh, in uh, Silver Spring, and where this is, this is pretty amazing because what they're doing, they're not just starting a church just in general, um, as we would think of a normal church church plant project, just kind of see who shows up. But they're they've they've realized that in their area, they have uh, found that the Indian culture, the Indian Christians that are living in America, they have come from India. And, you know, they speak that language, they speak an Indian language, and they, you know, are familiar with India. But when they've moved to America, they've had a hard time adjusting to, to American culture. And so what has happened is that this church, um, the Reverend Samuel Paul, who is the church's pastor, he moved from India to the U.S. in 1997. And so there's this uh, culture that they set up that, that to many Americans, they would go in and say, well, well what's this? You know, kind of kind of be maybe a strange service, right? But they would um, they can sing along to songs and understand sermons and they can speak in the languages, the native languages that are being taught. 
Um, and so people are driving as far as 40 minutes away to attend this Silver Spring Church. And they're willing to do it because they're realizing this is reaching the culture. And the people are coming because they, there's nowhere else for these people that they feel comfortable at. So this is an Acts 12:24 church, and it's gotten so uh, so much notoriety that it's actually been picked up by a local newspaper that's reporting on it. I will put a, a link to that in the show notes, as well as Jeff Finley's original article. Thank you again to Jeff for um, giving us just just an, uh, a look into some of these things that many of us, unless you're a part of that conference, you're not. You know, you wouldn't know otherwise. Um, if we didn't have light and life, and I, I'll say this probably time and time again, but if we didn't have light and life and the people like Jeff Finley and these others reporting for us and giving us these things, we're just so th- so thankful to them um, because we were able to to have an. Uh, our eyes opened to what God is doing in the Free Methodist Church. And hopefully this podcast gives you a little uh, idea into some of those things as well as we continue to talk to more people across the nation, um, all the way from, like we have today, 15-year-olds up to the bishops, uh, different leaders. And uh, it, I'm just excited to see uh, you know, where God is going to continue to lead the Free Methodist Church. And of course, none of us know that, not even the bishops. Um, you know, they, they hope to have an idea and they start to kind of pray on this. But it, what's exciting is nobody knows where God is leading us. And, and some of these things that, that come, like this revival that's happening in the Acts 12:24 church, it's just something that surprises us and it excites us. Um, it's something that we didn't necessarily see coming. And yet God uses these types of things um, to further his kingdom. And so we want to keep our eyes open for what the next step is. Okay, we're here today with Alexa Carney. And how old are you, Alexa? Uh, I'm 15, almost 16. Okay, and so this will be the first actual interview that we've had with a youth within the church. We've talked about youth um, with uh, episode on Bible quizzing. We've talked about youth with the leader of the Pittsburgh Conference um, back in one of our early episodes and kind of the impact with youth. But we wanted to have an interview with an actual um, teenager and talk about some of the things that are going on. So um, I had pastored, as as many of you know from listening before, I had been a youth pastor here at the Montecrest Free Methodist Church, and Alexa was one of the kids that was in the youth group, and well, she still continues to be in the youth group today under the leadership of Emily Smith now, um, but I thought she would be a great person here as we're at annual conference, at the Pittsburgh Annual Conference, to be able to come and talk to about some of the things um, that are going on with her and with the youth and uh, just the church in general. So thanks, Alexa, for coming on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, you personally, like how you grew up. You know, have you always been in the Free Methodist Church? Like what's your connection to the Free Methodist Church? Tell us about that. Um, well, when I was five, I accepted Jesus into my heart and I got baptized when I was around eight. Okay. And um, my whole family uh, works at the church pretty much, so I've always grown up here um, in the Free Methodist Church and environment, so I pretty much uh, had a good Christian uh, family and friends to support me throughout my life. Okay, and your whole life, have you been at Montecrest then, this uh, specific church? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, and what's the big news, I, I'll let you say, uh, the big news of what's coming up with your family soon? Um, well, there's going to be a big transition, so my grandpa, Doug Raby, 
will be taking over as superintendent, and my mom will transition. Uh, my mom, Colleen Carney, will be transitioning into senior pastor at the Monte Christ Church. Yeah. So by the time that this episode then is posted, that will be official. So the superintendent of the Pittsburgh Conference. Um, Superintendent Doug Raby, who is your grandpa, has been pastoring this church for I don't know how many years. I don't know if you know specifically, but I don't know many time. years. <laughs> and now his daughter and your mother is going to be taking over. So that's going to be a little bit different, but it's nice because you get to stay here. You know, you're not going to be having to go to another church that you're unfamiliar with. Um, and so that's going to be definitely um, a change, but it's also going to be really exciting. Um, so tell us about in your life how your faith has grown because a lot of people become Christians like when they're really young and you know baptized and stuff have that belief but has your faith grown over the years and what kinds of things have helped your faith to grow yeah like you said I uh, became a believer when I was very young but um, just being in the youth group and uh, going on mission trips like to Cuba that's really um, been the main thing that's changed my life and I see the world in a different outlook and I'm uh, very have a close relationship with uh, God you know so I try to pray every day and just grow closer to him so when you mentioned Cuba getting out and going on like a missions trip would you recommend that for anybody any especially like teen that's out there to get involved and go on a missions trip definitely um, is it there were experiences I could never forget and it's changed my life for the better for the rest of my life so are you planning to go on other missions trips? I mean, do you have any plans, um, or are you just looking forward into the future? I mean, are there other places you're planning on visiting? Um, this summer I'm uh, going to try to go on a mission trip to Pittsburgh as a local thing. And then okay. Cuba probably again while I'm still in school. And then, of course, I want to keep doing missions. Um, I want to be a missionary, so I guess I kind of have to go on okay. missions for that. And do you have any specific place you want to be a missionary at or not quite yet? Um, I'm not really sure yet, but... Uh, Trust God that he'll point out where exactly he wants me to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so like with the, a lot of times, um, a lot of youth groups have more local trips possible that they can go on. Um, I always grew up going to Kentucky, which is only a few states away, but it was still very meaningful. Then there's always an opportunity um, from time to time to go to those different ones um, in different countries. Um, we'll be talking to Emily Smith about that, her time as a, um, not only just on a missions trip to Cuba, but she was there for a whole year. And again, she's the youth pastor here at Montecrest. Um, so we'll get more into that later. But that idea of just even the short-term thing, um, sometimes when you go on those kinds of trips, you know, you're going to help the people, but really whenever you're done, you find out that really it changed you, maybe even more than it changed like the people that you saw there. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some ways that that you could say, like from this last trip, maybe that you were changed, or what kind of things happened that might be like really meaningful stuff that happened to you, or um, that you learned? Well, definitely, uh, you learn not to take everything for granted because these countries, our uh, third world countries, don't have um, nearly as much stuff as we have, and they're grateful for anything they can get. So um, I try not to uh, complain if I don't have a certain thing because I know that I'm very grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, because that's, um, they have so little, I think the latest, in terms of cars, for example, the latest car they have is like the 1950 Chevy or something, mm -hmm. that's like their favorite car, because that's like the newest car they could possibly get, yeah. um, which to us, that would seem very old and, you know, run down, but that's like their favorite car. Um, so yeah, it's just being thankful for those things and stuff. So um, talking more about 
being, you know, growing up, obviously, in the church, but even on top of that, you know, um, your mom has not been the main pastor for a long time, but she's been associate pastor. So still being a pastor's um, daughter, um, are there any, like, have you ever faced any challenges in being a pastor's daughter? Do you think there's like a higher expectation or what do pe- have people said, like certain things that they wouldn't say to like a, a regular kid coming to the youth group or what have you experienced in terms of that? Well, um, being a cat- pastor's kid is different, but it's definitely a great experience. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I were not a pastor's kids. Uh, for instance, uh, going on conference events with like mine and stuff like that with just other pastors' kids my age. But, I mean, sometimes I do struggle with it um, because people will make fun of me for talking about God or youth group at times. Or, I mean, I went to this party and I was made fun of for um, having the faith that I do have. Hmm. But I was able to get through it, and um, I don't regret uh, being a Christian or standing up for my faith. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do do. They just in you know for popularity or for whatever reason they just give up and just say oh well you know i'll be one way at church and a different way with my friends or even just on you know people have twitter and facebook accounts usually their facebook account is all like posting stuff about god and stuff because their parents are in there but on then on twitter it's a totally different thing you usually see Um, i know you don't have facebook or twitter right now you do mostly do instagram but you may see that on instagram you know people like oh well my parents aren't looking so now they post stuff you're like okay it's kind of weird and and really of course god sees all of that and so he's the one going to be that we should be afraid of not our parents not you know what the pastor's going to think but really we should be afraid of you know what god would say about us living two different kinds of lives um so you mentioned um, getting to go to like conference events and um, denominational events and stuff. So as far as free Methodism goes, not just this local church, but on a bigger, bigger picture, what have you enjoyed about being a part of the denomination overall? Um, I love getting to know the people in the conference, and I like how free Methodism is different in the sense that anyone can get involved in ministry, whether you, no matter your gender, race, or anything like that. Um, whether you're young or old, you can still get involved. And that's probably my favorite part because in a lot of um, denominations, if you're a girl, you can't be a pastor, um, which is unfortunate. But I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you're able to do that and that it's becoming more of a – like it'll eventually be more of a common thing to see uh, women in ministry. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember also like one of the things you went to – now it's like I've been a couple years, maybe two years ago, but you were able to go down to um, the uh, general conference in Orlando and you went to the teen program that they had there. Um, if there was somebody who was maybe a, a pastor listening to this or something and they were thinking about, should I take my kids to the next one? Shouldn't I? Um, what was that like? Like what kind of stuff did you guys do during that? I would definitely recommend going to it um, because we were able to build friendships with uh, people that uh, had things in common with us being pastors kids and we uh, really got to learn like dive more into the scripture and understand that a little bit better and uh, we did some worship and games and stuff but it's just really overall a great experience doing that and I definitely can't wait to go again soon. yeah it was that there was stuff going on every day I know they had some free time stuff you guys went down to the pool I, I remember and then um, so they had lessons and they had music and all sorts of different things yeah, that's great. Because um, when people go down to that, they 
they may not think to it would be a good place to bring your family but you know it's definitely they have stuff going on for all the different ages mm -hmm. um, it's still a couple more years I think I can't remember when the next one is but it's in a few years still away but you know if you're listening to this it's time to maybe start preparing and um, thinking about that and definitely a chance for your you know not only you to go and grow from um, it's not very much business related stuff you know so it's not just sitting in boring meetings or something but for adults be able to go to the breakout groups and really um, grow a lot and then also for other members of the family in other ways and of course it's very close to Walt Disney World so you want to come down there for that as well and that's going to be a recurring theme as General Conference gets closer on this podcast I'll be talking more <laughs> about Walt Disney World and how excited I am to go down there so yeah basically <laughs> so okay your uh, best friend BT Roberts the founder of Free Methodism once said, my special mission is to preach the gospel to the poor. So what do you believe at this point in your life, what do you believe your special mission or calling would be? Uh, definitely for me, uh, I want to be a missionary. I love working in missions and traveling and uh, just meeting new people and seeing how their culture is different and the language. And I'm just really interested in that. And I feel that's what it's got, God has called me to do. And today at the annual conference for Pittsburgh, um, kind of after it, the, the business wraps up today, there's going to be a missions uh, uh, service going on where there's going to be a lot of different aspects to it. But I saw that you're going to be one of the people that's going to be coming up and speaking. Mm -hmm. So give us a little idea of what are you going to be talking about at this missions um, um, conference? Well, I recently took a trip to Cuba. So I'll be talking a little bit about that and um, a miracle that happened to me while I was there. And... Um, just something that was really important to me and um, just my experience with the people down there. Okay. Um, when, I, when I've when i been down there, one thing that I saw, because I've been down there twice, um, one thing that I realized or noticed was the sense of community versus here. Um, a lot of times people are just looking at their phones or you know interested in watching TV or whatever, but it seemed a lot different. Did, have you noticed that when you're down there? Yeah, they're... they're um, they all act like family. They're very close. And um, they're not very obsessed with technology because it doesn't really work too well down there. Yeah. So we would connect through sports or just uh, games and stuff because, you know, we didn't really sp speak too much of the other language. We were able to speak a little bit as we're, as we're all trying to learn uh, English and Spanish. But we were still able to connect even though we couldn't understand each other, which is a cool thing that uh, only God can provide. What was the best food that you had down there? <laughs> um, hmm. There's a lot of good food down there. So probably the fish. I like their fish. The it's fish? Really that was like the worst thing I had because it had bones in it when I was with the <laughs> part I had. Once you get around the bones, it's okay. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What was the worst thing that you had then? Um, was there anything bad? Yeah, the papaya. That's so good. Oh, really? Okay, uh, that's that's it. weird. I don't think I, I had a problem with that, but... That is it the fish. Like Did you were there too. bones in the fish that you ate? Yeah. Well, you but you liked eating it. <laughs> yeah, I took the bones out. Oh my I gosh! Mine were too small, and I just kept crunching on yeah, them. Yeah, I probably swallowed a couple, but wow. Good. Well, um, the coffee's so, really good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There, I I just got a big bag of coffee um, from when um, Emily came back, so I'm excited to try that here in the next week. Um, so. So, so okay, so yeah, so your special mission would be some sort of missions work, and I'm sure um, as you have the opportunities to go to like these events, like like um, 
national conference, I keep saying that, but general conference and also even like today, there's a lot of missionaries that are, are here, mm-hmm. um, represented the Persings from Thailand, um, also uh, the Middle East. Um, so there's a lot of different uh, represented here. And um, in that, um, it's just, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for you to kind of look into and see kind of what you want to do. And that, the good news is you don't have to decide anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that's that's awesome that you're already getting involved in um, missions work in the way that you're able to. So um, uh, there's a famous passage that's quoted a lot in 1 Timothy 4, and it says, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. That was Paul speaking to Timothy uh, because Timothy was a young guy leading some churches. And so he told him, you know, don't let people use that as a as an excuse to treat you wrongly or whatever, look down on you. So if there are older free Methodists listening to this podcast and they think, well, I'd like to, you know, um, include younger members of the congregation or help them in some way, but I don't really know where to start. What would what's your best advice to those kinds of people? Like, how could they help? Um, well, we mostly do a pretty good job of including younger people um, in missions and stuff. But I would definitely say um, that, uh, you know, if you're younger, that doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing something. So um, if we're not completely experienced in something that you could kind of be a mentor um, and just show us how to train us in a way to to complete the work of God. And um, that, you know, age can be just a number sometimes um, that um, we can still be able to do things um, as just as well and uh, kind of bring new things to the table. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if you'll have an answer to this or not, but I'll see. Um, there's this church that I was recently at. They have like 11 people that go there every week and they're all like 70s or older. Mm-hmm. So, and, and slowly they were, um, you know, basically the church was dying out and they were having trouble because they didn't get any new people in there. And now they're going to be be starting a new idea there where they're going to um, have actually the church I work at, Freedom Church, um, is going to be taking over there and helping them to get some new stuff. But say you were at a church or you visit a church that there was like someone was listening and they're like, well, we only have like 20 old people and there's no younger people or anything. What kinds of things could possibly do in a service that might attract like younger people? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, probably talk about things that younger people face in social media or their community um, because the culture is definitely changing a lot through trends and different things being accepted as right and wrong. So I would definitely like touch on those subjects to kind of discuss how you can help your community and your world and stuff. Yeah, so like the sermon time, what you talk about, and think like the music, you know, if it's just all... Like not hymns. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, because there are a lot of good hymns, but if that's all like you're doing every week. Modernized hymns or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you guys do a lot of that yeah. at this church, you know, doing um, modernized music. And I saw a lot of upgrades from when I was here like a year ago, even in the sanctuary, um, new upgrades and stuff. So just continuing to, um, it's not about like changing for the culture or trying to be right. like the world, but, you know, it's adapting to the culture and you know, updating things to, you know, the music style, that's not wrong to change the music style. You know, it's just a matter of, um, you know, it's going to attract more people while the message remains the same, even if it's a different sound or, you know, the 
the preaching is going to be the same. It's just you may focus on different topics or different things right. to reach different audiences. So I will head back into the annual conference. But again, thanks for coming on. And Thank you. Yeah, and we'll be um, excited to hear about in the future, like what it is you might be doing and when you figure that out. And once you finally get on Facebook, you can join the FMC radio group and then we can right. post some updates of yours and stuff like that too. So, <laughs> okay. All right, thanks again. Thanks.